You're listening to Rosemary Goes to the Mall, the saga of one woman's lonely journey around the Mall of America. So I arrive at the mall and um, things are really hopping today. I'm not quite sure why. First thing I do is I go to the bathroom, which honestly is the first thing I almost always do. I have to pee more than almost anyone I've ever met. So, you know, I, I go take care of that. And uh, as I'm washing my hands, I, I take a look in the mirror because actually I tried the olive mask last night from Bed Bath & Beyond. And I'm trying to see if, you know, anything's different. And I guess I'm not 100% sure what is supposed to happen when you use a facial mask. Um, but I guess I'm looking for some kind of a glow. I, I can't quite get past, um, you know, all the glow talk in Clea's raw food books, you know, about how like if you ate only raw food, you would glow uh, like the fresh and natural human being that you um, that you would become. And so I guess I'm looking for a little of that action from my facial mask. Um, and I don't know, I can't tell it, it tingled a lot when I used it and it's got tea tree stuff in it. And, you know, Keith says that his tea tree shampoo and conditioner make his scalp tingle, which they don't make mine tingle actually when I tried it, maybe he just has more sensitive skin, but, um, but the, the mask, it definitely made my face tingle and it definitely seemed kind of refreshed after the mask. Um, but I don't know if I like, I guess I just don't know what's supposed to happen. If you just suddenly like start to look so youthful and fantastic, people like stop on the street and are like, wow, how did you get such incredible skin? My instinct is that that's not ever going to happen to me. But, um, I do feel like as I look in the mirror, I do feel like I detect just maybe the beginnings of glow, like just maybe the beginnings. And maybe if I keep this up, I will have like more of that raw food glow, you know, like the, the super healthy, natural one with the earth kind of glow. Um, and that would be super exciting. Now, speaking of Clea, I, uh, she finally called me back and she says that she loves me. Um, I was worried whether she loved me or hated me after the, our last shopping trip together, where I kind of, um, put a little pressure on her to buy stuff that was more expensive than she would normally buy. Um, but, um, but she says she loves it and she says that she actually never regrets a purchase, which is pretty good. Um, now of course she also says she never buys anything over $20. So since we're in new territory here, you never know what's going to happen, but so far so good. Uh, also Nicole called me last night and she said that I deserve those Gravis sneakers. I was telling her that I was feeling a little bit guilty about them, um, but she was super positive about the whole purchase. And she said that I've been working really hard and, um, and it's okay to buy myself something nice now and then. Um, and I don't know if Keith would buy that argument, but it definitely made me feel better. Now, once I get past the bathrooms, um, I go into, you know, the main courtyard at the east entrance and they're setting up for some kind of an event. They have this huge open courtyard and sometimes it's just open and then sometimes they fill it with chairs and do performances like that, um, that one minute play thing I saw here recently. Um, and today they are setting up for the national anthem project. And this sounds dreadful to me, but uh, we will have to see how this unfolds uh, today. I head towards the north side uh, to do my returns on my little um, surf rat, skate rat 
uh, corridor that I hit last visit. And, um, you know, things go pretty averagely. At Wet Seal, the sales girl takes my ID and they have all taken my ID because when you do a return, they want some information about you. I tell her that it's not my current address. And, um, she says that that's no big deal. They just need some kind of information for corporate. So, you know, they're satisfied that I'm a real human being. So I'm, I'm cool with that. And I just let her start to put it in. And then all of a sudden she says, I do have to ask you one question though. And I'm a little freaked out when she says this, I'm thinking, what, is there some like corporate question they have to ask me because for policy and like, she sounds really serious. Do I seem kind of suspicious? Is she thinking that there's something up with me because I don't have an updated ID yet? Um, and then I think, no, she is doing an art project just like me. Cause that's how I would ask someone a question when I was doing some weird art project. And she is going to ask me some zany question that she's asking all of her customers today. And I think that is so cool. Wouldn't that be cool if I got caught in the web of her art project just as she was getting caught in the web of my art project. I just, I'm like so excited by this thought all of a sudden. So I say, okay, what do you want to ask me? And she says, is there anything interesting I should go see between here and Maryland? And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, first of all, as far as I know, no, that is the most boring ass stretch of highway, um, between the East coast and the Midwest. It's just like Ohio, Pennsylvania, zoom, you know, like just full on boring and like really nothing of huge note, um, to stop and see. But, you know, um, you know, maybe there's something, maybe I'm just a total snob and probably if you got off the main highways, it would be all right. Um, but anyway, I just start laughing and I say, I thought you were going to ask me some weird question, like you were doing an art project or something. And she's like, no, I'm just joining the military and I'm being stationed in Maryland and my boyfriend and I are going to drive um, from here to my new base and we're going to camp along the way. And I was just wondering if there was anything interesting to see on the way. And I'm still having trouble not laughing, but I suggest um, that she call AAA. I say, are you a member of AAA? And she's like, yeah. And I said, well, you can call them and they'll send you maps and like tell you fun things to see along the way and like where the campsites are and everything. And she's like, she brightens up and she's like, wow, really? I didn't know that they did that. So I guess that's my good deed of the day, um, is informing her of, um, what that $65 a year really could be providing her. Uh, so, um, Anyway, I'm still disappointed about the art project thing. I think that that would have been really cool. In Quicksilver, when I'm returning that bag, it's kind of cute because there's more moms and their kids. And I just, I don't know. I just have this moment where I picture Evan in like five, six, seven years, maybe a few more and he still needs me to buy him clothes, but he's like got some obsession with like dumb stuff or stuff I think is dumb, like surfer clothes, you know, and I have to go buy him his cool clothes that make him look like a rebel, but I have to go pay for them. <laughs> and I wonder if I'm going to think he's as weird as my parents thought I was when I was buying all my clothes from Value Village. I don't know. Or will he be like some straight kid who like wants all his clothes from old Navy? Undoubtedly, it'll be something that like I find so infuriating, 
you know, he'll probably be one of those kids who wears his jeans around his knees and like his boxer shorts are, you know, barely covering his ass. That I would find really, really infuriating. I've never understood that style. In any case, I do have a little moment where I see my future with my beautiful son who's, you know, grown his hair. So it covers his eyes and is like slouching forward and, and, um, you know, just loving him and wanting him to get his stupid ass surfer clothes if that's what he wants. Now, um, I go up to the second floor and I am going to start my shopping at Hollister. Hollister looks from the exterior kind of like a weird house. Um, it's got like these French doors all over the place, you know, like windows looking inside the house. And I've never heard of Hollister before, but I go in there and it's like basically a nightclub, um, where they sell clothes. It's totally black walls, blaring, pounding, uh, music filled with teenage girls, like filled to the max with teenage girls. Uh, it's basically, it's like American Eagle Outfitters, but like much, much worse. I don't really, I just kind of want to get out of here. It's making me extremely nervous, but, um, I, I, I kind of wander around. There's like room after room after room. They've set it up real weird. It's not like a big open space. It's like you have all these different rooms and you, you can't get past the tables and the racks, you know, it's like really narrow and crowded. I end up in the boys, men's, I don't know, section, and um, they've got a whole line of t-shirts, which are surprising, I guess. Um, they say things like, grin if you're not wearing any panties. Maybe this is more like a college-age store, not so much high school. I hope so. I don't think principals and teachers would allow these t-shirts in there. My favorite one is whistle. It's the second best thing you can do with your lips. Uh, I get my way over to the girls section and I decide to do my, um, buying something for my niece routine. And I pick out a little outfit with like, um, a sweatshirt and sweatpants and like a little orange t-shirt to go with it. And, uh, I make my way to the counter. I'm literally the only person over 25 in this place. Um, and I, they, I can, I can't hear anything. I feel like I'm going blind. They, um, check me out and they give me my bag and I try to get out, but all these little rooms, I just go from one to the other and I come up against the French doors, but you can't exit through them. It's just like a window. And so um, it's, I, it's crazy in here. I finally, after going around in circles, trying to find my way out, get myself back to the point where I see some light. Um, and it's a pretty wide light. So that means that you can walk into it as opposed to, you know, being stuck at the windows. And indeed I found my way to the entrance. Uh, and, uh, I sort of, fall out of uh, Hollister into the hallway and, um, and just try to get some air. Now, uh, right next to Hollister is Claire's Club. And now I've been to Claire's Boutique, Icing by Claire's. It's all kind of the same. It's like, you know, cheap, girly stuff. Um, this place is a little different because they have some stuff for boys and they've got all this stuff for the cars movie. So, uh, you know, we just saw that with the kids and, and, um, they, they were kind of into it. It wasn't one, it wasn't like the Incredibles or something where it really stuck with you, but it was totally fun. Like the, the boys liked it and they'd probably like, you know, a couple of these cars. Then I think, you know, they've started actually bugging me for presents when I come home. And so maybe buying them more presents is not that productive a thing to be doing. So I keep wondering, and I don't know exactly what comes over me. Maybe it's this, 
you know, thing I can't get rid of, which is this sort of longing for a little girl. And all of a sudden, here I am at the Dora the Explorer accessories section. So they've got this little Dora accessories kit, and it's got these little stick-on earrings and, um, you know, rubber bands and hair clips and things like that. And it's kind of cute. And I think Dora the Explorer is pretty rocking. You know, she like totally just gets out and does stuff and she's kind of a tomboy and I don't know, the kids really like her and I just think she's a great kind of little perky role model, you know, for kids. And so I don't know, I guess I just suddenly succumbed to this fantasy of, um, having a little girl who's like a little tomboy, but also kind of wanted to look pretty. And, and, um, all of a sudden I'm buying it now at the counter. I, and you know, I've been through this before, but somehow I become weak. Um, today they have all these little extra things for 99 cents each. If you are buying something over $10 and, um, they've got these little calculators and things like that. So I pick out a couple calculators and then they say, well, if you buy four of them, then you get a free pencil case. And I don't know, it's starting to add up like kind of a cool idea. So I grab a little thing of colored pencils with a pencil sharpener and then this little packet, which has a couple mini staplers and, um, a little mini thing of tape. And I'm pretty sure that Evan can't get his finger in, you know, the stapler. It's really, really small. So I figure he'd be fine with that. And he loves to staple things, but he, um, he got Keith's high power staple gun off his desk a couple weeks ago. And Keith was like, well, go get it, but don't touch it and don't play with it. And then he immediately stuck his finger on it and, and, um, and started to play with the lever and he stapled through two of his fingers that like went in one side and came out the other, like through the fingernail. And this was highly traumatic, but I'm pretty sure that these staplers will not be traumatic, that he would actually, you know, be able to use these and have no problems with them. So then I get my free pencil case and I almost get purple because they both like purple, but then there's a nice lime green one and I figure, well, that's kind of a nice little gender neutral one right there. So, so I go for that one. Now, Prince Plus is clearly going out of business. They have huge clearance signs everywhere. Everything is 50 to 80% off. Um, so I start looking for small prints where I can just get something cheap. You know, it's um, no returns. I go up towards the register where they have a bunch of little prints, and they're mainly like movie stars and rock stars. They have one of Marilyn Monroe over the vent, over the grate with her, you know, dress blowing up that famous picture. And I finally settle on one, which I think is somehow perfect. It's a picture of Jane Russell, who, to be perfectly honest, I don't actually know who she is because I'm not a big movie buff. The picture's from 1941 and Jane is lying on a haystack or like a, I don't know if it's a haystack, it's a bunch of hay. And she has her skirt hiked up way up her leg. And her shirt is, is slipping way over her shoulder. And she's looking very hot or bothered or both. And she has a pistol in her hand. And I'm just thinking that, you know, I haven't put my name up on my studio door at my studio building mainly because I just, um, I don't know. I just like to hide. I don't really want anyone to bother me. I just want to go there and work and I don't care if anybody knows where I am, but I was thinking maybe I would take this picture and I would put that on the studio door and that somehow, I don't know, would give people like an image of what's going on inside that studio, um, that 
strikes me as very funny. So, um, I decided that that's what I'm going to get. And it's, um, normally nine 99 and then it's 50% off. So it's four 99. Now, while I'm waiting in line to purchase this, I notice that they have these big posters and they have one at the front, which is called the Bush Telegraph. And it's all these really stupid things that Bush has said. And they've got like a million of them on there. And I, I'm reading them as I'm waiting in line and they're really cracking me up. So it's like, um, one of the great things about books is sometimes there are fantastic pictures and, um, Let's see. Um, if this was a dictatorship, it would be a heck of a lot easier just so long as I'm the dictator. Um, what else? There's, um, you teach your child to read and her, he or her will be able to pass a literacy test. Uh, all in all, it's, uh, it's pretty good stuff. Um, anyway, I'm so thankful and so gracious. I'm gracious that my brother Jeb is concerned about the hemisphere as well. <laughs> it's half, it's about past seven in the evening here. So we're actually in different timelines. <laughs> oh, anyway, it's totally cracking me up and it's only, um, it's 50% off nine ninety nine, So it's only $5. And I know I was looking at those magnets the other day in the magnet store that were making fun of Bush. And I thought, well, I wouldn't really want this around all the time to think about how stupid he is because it really just makes me mad. But, um, this is pretty funny. Like getting them all on one page is, is totally cracking me up. So I don't know. Um, I, I, I think that I could get this and either put it up in my studio or possibly give it to Clea. She completely despises Bush and, um, and is, you know, very vocal about it. So she actually would probably really enjoy this. So I think I'm going to do that I'll, and I'll think about it. I'll either put it in my studio or I'll, I'll give it to Clea, probably the latter. I th just think that she would enjoy it so much. Now the next store, um, I can't read the sign. It's like, it, it looks like, um, I don't know, like Chinese calligraphy or something like that, but you can tell it's supposed to say something, but it's completely illegible. And, uh, so I don't know, it's, it is a store that is filled with this very typical, you know, girls and women's clothing, just these certain kind of little tank tops and tight jeans and all kinds of stuff, you know, super cheap. It's like on the cheap side, it's a little bit like Deb, but much, much smaller. And not quite as cheap either, actually. Um, I don't really have a lot in me to do this right now. Um, I've been in so many stores like this that uh, I don't want to try anything on. I don't want to wait in line to try on anything. So um, I do spot a kind of a cute little bag. It's like an army green um, canvas bag with two pockets on the front, two button pockets. And I spot that and, um, it's on a mannequin uh, and I look around and try to see if I can find where they're keeping all of those. And I just can't see it anywhere else except on the mannequin. Um, so the place is pretty crowded, but everybody's pretty, um, absorbed in what they're doing. So I go over and I try to get it off the mannequin and, um, am I really having trouble? I'm kind of like wrestling with it and then I get kind of self-conscious about it. So I catch the eye of the saleswoman who's totally zoning out on the, um, other side of the rack that I'm by. And I say, um, I kind of want this bag, but I don't see it anywhere. Can I take it off this mannequin? And she comes over and she starts to help me tug it off the mannequin. So clearly it's okay to take it off the mannequin. It's no big deal at all. And she helps me um, get it off. And then we walk to the register together and she really hasn't like looked at me or smiled at me at all. But, um, she does crack a little bit of, you know, uh, uh, happy to see you kind of look when I take out my credit card and I figure she's getting some kind of commission off this, um, <laughs> though not for long. 
Um, I buy it, get in, get out. Um, this kind of store just leaves me cold. Uh, now Raz, it just fills me with a little bit of joy. I have to say this place is a t-shirt store that reminds me so much of the kind of t-shirt stores they had when I was a kid, only when I was a kid, they had all of them on the wall and then they would make them for you. You know, you'd get your, your, um, iron on thing and you pick out which color t-shirt you wanted it on and all that kind of stuff. And then as you wore it and washed it, it would slowly start to crack and like flake off and become this like total mess. You know, after wearing it like for a month, it would just be a total disaster. Um, so they don't do that here, but they do have their walls filled with like ACDC, Van Halen, Led Zeppelin t-shirts. And, you know, while they don't have the kind that were like the white shirt with the black sleeves, or I guess it was probably the black shirt with the white sleeves, you know, the total heavy metal head t-shirts, they do just have so many shirts that just bring me back to that junior high kind of time. And, uh, so I, you know, I'm not that interested in owning, um, one of these, but you know, it's, it's giving me a nice little trip here. It's, it's kind of cool. I swing by the register to see what their return policy is. And of course it's no returns as all these kinds of stores seem to be in the mall. They are completely bankrupting me. Um, in any case, I need to find something decent then. And I, I keep heading back. I have this thought for a minute that maybe they'll have some of the bands that I was into, you know, cause honestly, ACDC doesn't really do it for me, but, um, you know, maybe they'll have like one of the bands that I listened to, which seems kind of unlikely cause they were all like really specific to the, you know, to Washington DC where I lived, but I, you know, I keep looking, it just has that vibe that I feel like there's potential, you know, they don't have any of those bands, but they do have some really cool radio head ones in the back. And there's a couple different ones I like, and I pick them out and they're all large and extra large men's. And I don't, I just know that these aren't going to work for me. Um, and I could get one for Keith and I'm sure that would be cool, but I'm going to keep looking. I might go around. They've got the really dumb ones with stupid sayings on them on the other side of the store. And then I come back around to the center about to go back and get one of the Radiohead ones. And I find that there's a little rack of ones with these sort of nostalgic product logos on the front. They've got like Wheaties and um, Trix cereal and all kinds of stuff like that. And at first I can't tell whether they're kids t-shirts or they're women's, but it turns out that they're women's. And so I figure, well, I'll get one of these. The one that I really, really want is the Felix the Cat t-shirt. It's just so cool. It's got this nice gray t-shirt and I don't know, Felix the Cat like is such a cool character. Um, but it's a medium and I know it's going to be too small. Uh, it's going to just like hug my jelly belly and, um, I'm not too comfortable with that. So I can't find a large anyway, anywhere. So I just put that one back and I keep looking. You know, they've got diet Pepsi ones, but, um, I'm not, I've never been into diet soda. So I skipped that. They've got an, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper, Dr. Pepper one. And that's kind of cool. And then, um, uh, I, so I'm thinking about that one, but still they only have a medium in that. And then I come across these double bubble t-shirts and it's cool. It's got like a nice soft blue for the t-shirt and then this real sort of old timey, um, you know, nice big pink double bubble logo. And it, I totally chewed double bubble gum when I was a kid. So I'm way into this. I think that this is perfect. I see just a small and a medium at first, but as I go down the pile, I find a large and an extra large and I'm thinking that the extra large is the way to go. Um, because even if it's too big now, it's going to shrink and then I'll be really happy that I have the extra large. 
So I checked the price and it's $24.99, which seems kind of steep for a t-shirt. And it's also $5 more than the men's t-shirts are, which I think just blows. I mean, you're actually using less fabric, but it's going to cost more. That's really stupid. And I'm feeling um, discriminated against at the moment. Um, However, if I can't return it, I want it to be something that I'm actually going to use or wear. So um, here goes, I'm just going to buy it. Now, um, when I come out of the store, I'm suddenly hit by this feeling of like, oh my God, that's another $25. And you just, you keep buying stuff for yourself. And um, it, it I'm just going to be so fucked. Like I'm, you know, <sighs> I mean, Keith won't look at the credit card bill anymore, so it's not like he'll know, except if he ever does decide to look at it and like, you know, realizes that we're still paying all this off next Christmas. But I don't know. I just, I, I'm really panicked all of a sudden about money. And then this funny calm comes over me and I realize that I just need to go Zen and that this is all for art and that this is really important and it's okay. Now, um, I'm almost to the end of this side of the corridor and my store coming up is the U S Olympic store. Now it's just filled with more dumb stuff, uh, you know, sports stuff, but it all says, you know, USA on it and stuff like that. Team USA. And so, um, you know, I'm not too jazzed about this, but I figure you've got to be able to return stuff here. It just has that vibe. So I start looking around and I find this, uh, red Nike t-shirt with a white collar And it says U.S. Olympic team, all American girl. And this is kind of stupid, but it's kind of a cute t-shirt. So I probably would wear it to work out in or something. And I also kind of like the irony because, you know, I, I am an all American girl in that, you know, I'm from here and all this stuff, but I'm so not an all American girl. So I, I kind of like that, but I'm not sure that other people would get the irony because like I've been finding when I wear my mall of America t-shirt that people, I think people just think that I'm a big mall of America fan. And I actually was at home Depot wearing the mall of America t-shirt recently. And this guy who was helping me all of a sudden said, are you a tourist? And I was like, no, I'm not a tourist. And he was like, oh, why are you wearing that Mall of America t-shirt? And I had honestly forgotten that I had it on. It's like a really comfortable t-shirt. And um, I was like, oh, no, you know, I'm an artist. I'm just doing this project over there. And he was like, oh, okay. I was thinking, why the hell are you promoting that place? Which I thought was kind of funny coming from a guy who works at a huge chain store. Um, but you know, people are like that around here and he couldn't get that. Maybe it was an ironic thing. And like, maybe there's just not enough of a sense of irony. Like in New York, I think people would automatically think, huh, what a hipster. Aren't they being ironic wearing a mall of America t-shirt or being ironic wearing an all American girl t-shirt. But here in Minnesota, I think, um, people take things at, there's not, well, I was going to say they take things at face value. I think there there's not quite the same hip factor here across the board with everyone uh, the the way there is in New York. And so people don't necessarily see irony coming and that they might get it if they knew you pretty well, but otherwise people just kind of like, you know, are like, Oh, she's thinks she's an all American girl. The long and short of it is, um, I'm going to buy the t-shirt and, um, I bring it up to the counter and the guy takes it and, um, I start to ring it up and I pull out my credit card and hand it to him. And he says, Oh, 
uh, no, I'm sorry. We only accept visa. And I'm like, what? He's like, they're our sponsor. So we only accept a visa. And I'm sorry, but you only accept what? Like, first of all, I don't have a visa card. And do you think that by only accepting visa, this is going to encourage me to go and think, gosh, I really should have a visa card. Or do you think that I'm going to say, never shop at your store again, because I know you don't accept my credit card. Um, the latter, I think, because, you know, like I'm going to go and get a special credit card so I can shop at the U.S. Olympic store. I, I find this like totally offensive. Like, do they do that at the Olympics? Do they, do you get, get up to the hotel and they're like, I'm sorry, we only accept visa. You can't use your MasterCard here. Hell no, they want your money. And honestly, I think that's what the U.S. Olympic store should want as well. I think that visa is being totalitarian um, about their their credit cards. So I'm totally in a tizzy at this point. I'm really flustered. And I say, that is so obnoxious. And the guy clearly is like, this woman is crazy. And I'm just totally flustered. And he's like, we take cash or check. And I don't carry my checkbook around. So I, I start to look through my wallet for enough cash to pay for this. And I'm pretty sure I have a 20, but the, the shirt is $22. So I have a 20 and then I find a one. And so then I start going through my change purse and I managed to put together another dollar. So I get it up to $22 and I push it across the counter. And he says, oh, well, great. Well, actually I can give you 10% off. And like why he didn't tell me that before I started rooting through my wallet for enough money. I'm not sure, but whatever, I'll take it. So I take my dollar and my change back and then he gives me 20 cents back. And I'm thinking, all right, well now at least I have enough money to buy a cup of coffee. <sighs> in any case, this has really ruffled my feathers and I'm in a pissed off mood as um, I walk out of there and over to the Mystic Lake Casino and Hotel store. It's not a store. It's just like an information booth, but bigger than most information booths. And I walk over there and, you know, the casino's run by um, a tribe or a number of Indian tribes. I'm not sure. And I just want to see what kind of information they have. So I walk over to their pamphlets and I start pulling stuff out that I think might give me more information on them. And, um, a guy immediately comes over and tries to glom onto me. And I think he wants to try to get me to take the shuttle over to the casino that they apparently run, uh, with fair regularity. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. So, um, I, I start asking him questions about the tribe and I say, well, I'm really just interested in information about the tribe. And he gets a little nervous and um, he says, well, that pamphlet you have there, that has a lot of information in it. Uh, all the information really that I know outside of that, I wouldn't even know. So you just read that. So um, I successfully put him off and I think he knows that I'm not going to go to his casino and gamble. I ask him if he's a member of the tribe, or if he just works for them. He doesn't look Indian particularly, but you know, who knows? And he says that, no, he's just working for them, trying to make money to go to college in the fall. Now I've made it down to the Sears courtyard, which is fantastic. And, um, directly across from me on the other side, so I'm going to make my way back is American Eagle Outfitters. And I am going to skip, skip, skip it because I already did it and I don't want to go back. So that means my next door is famous footwear. I like famous footwear. You can really hit good days there where they have really great stuff. Um, and I go in and I just, I just start looking at the sneakers and they actually have some of the rocket dog sneakers that they had at DSW, but didn't have in my size. They don't have my size in the dark brown ones with green, 
but they do have them in the dark brown ones with tan and pink. And so I pull them out and I try them on and they're super cute. They're really, really cute. Then I think, well, why don't I grab a pair of these and I'll buy them and then I will bring them home and I'll compare them to the Gravis sneakers and I can make a decision on them, you know, based on which is cuter actually up next to one another. Cause I definitely really dig these sneakers. So I, I take the box and I think, okay, that's a really good decision. That's what I'm going to do. And then I spot the sale racks and I think, well, why don't I just, why don't I just go and look? Cause I had so much fun looking at the sale racks with Clea, um, the other day. So I head back and I find the nine ten rack and the first pair of shoes that jump off the shelf at me are a pair of green suede slip-ons with rubber soles and um, they're called Eurostep and I don't know if that means they're European or they just kind of look European but I slipped them on and they're really cool and they're only $20 so I, I you know I, I really like them I would totally wear them a lot to work and stuff like that I don't know though, cause I'm already buying those sneakers. So I actually put them back and think, oh, you know, maybe not worth it in the end. Then I see this pair of brown Steve Madden strappy sandals and, um, they're really cute and I slipped them on and I think that they would actually go really well with the dress I bought the other day when I was with Clea. And the pair of sandals I bought at DSW were, were too casual for that dress. And these I think would actually be dressy enough. There's they, you'd have to wear them in summer, but I, I think that they would be really perfect. They're $30, which is slightly more expensive than I was hoping. I was hoping to hit another $20 one. Um, but I think that I should buy them and try them on with that dress and, and check it out. So I throw that box on top of the rocket dogs and I go around to the other side of the sale rack and there's another pair of those green suede Euro steps, but these are in a size 10, not a nine and a half, and they might fit just even a little better. So I try them on again and I do really like them and they're only $20. I mean, that is such a good deal. When would you ever get a pair of shoes for 20 bucks that were worth anything? So I'm sitting there staring at these three shoe boxes when the saleswoman comes out of the back and she says, are you finding everything you need? And I'm like, yeah, but could you tell me what the return policy is for sale shoes? And she says they are exactly the same as for anything else that you just can't wear them outside and return them within 30 days with the receipt. And that pretty much seals the deal for me. I gather up my three boxes of shoes and I decide to buy all three. I bring them up to the front and, um, the sales girl, um, starts to check me out and she's like, are you a member of our, our famous footwear frequent buyer club? And I say, no, I'm not. But somehow this is feeling like something I should be a part of at this moment. And so, um, she gives me an application and the first questions I have to answer are, do you love shopping for shoes? And the answer is definitely yes. And then the second question is, are most of your shoe purchases planned or unplanned? And mine are apparently mostly unplanned. And, uh, so I fill it out and I figure, well, they give you, they, you know, they send you coupons and they give you discounts and you earn points and rebates for like all the shoes that you buy and everything. So, you know, maybe this will be a good thing. I don't know. I'm kind of happy about this. Now it's embarrassing because I can't fit all three boxes into one bag. So I now have two famous footwear bags. Um, it's really kind of outrageous behavior on my part. And I definitely feel like I have unleashed my inner shopper. Um, it's that trip with Clea that did it really because I 
found my joy with shopping. Like I, I had all that practice, you know, going to 211 stores before we had our shopping trip. And, and I, I got lots and lots of practice. And then when I got in front of the pitcher, I hit a home run. Like I had so much fun shopping. It was actually my first real girl shopping experience where like, you know, I always hear about girls and women who like bond over shopping and I've never totally understood that, but I totally understood it after I shopped with Clea. And now I just feel like I could walk into a store and be like, wow, that is the thing for me. And it's unfortunate because I'm going to be broke. But on the other hand, like it's really kind of fun. And if you can get over the guilt, it's like, it, it, it's kind of, um, a rush. So I'm feeling kind of like I've come into my own as a woman almost. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this and, and I really like those shoes a lot. Now pro image, the first sign I see says no hat returns. And I assume this means everything else is returnable. So we'll avoid the hats. That's no problem. Um, this is just another dumb sporting goods store with like, you know, national team stuff like t-shirts and everything. So I, um, start looking for something for, with a team that Keith likes that I can buy for him. And I get into the baseball section and they don't have a Mets t-shirt that I can see. They've got plenty of Yankees, but I do spot a Blue Jays t-shirt and Keith is a huge Blue Jays fan. So I grab one of those in large and I walk toward the line for the register and I pass by this rack, which has Wisconsin and Minnesota sweatsuit combos. So like a, a sweatshirt and sweatpants that go together. And, um, I really kind of like the Minnesota one. It's, it's really cute. And it, I just think it'd be really funny to have a sweatsuit, which said Minnesota on it. But then I see the sign says that it's on sale and there's no returns. So, you know, it's not that funny. I'm waiting in line and the people who are being checked out at the moment are a mother and three girls who are from the South and they're Braves fans and they're, um, yucking it up with the sales guy who clearly thinks he's pretty much the bee's knees as do, um, this woman's teenage girls. And the, the mother and he are just like laughing. Everything he says, she just laughs and laughs. And it turns out he's a Braves fan too. And blah, 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 blah. Then the, um, 12 year old girl asks him if she can have her picture taken with him. And so he puts on a Braves cap and, um, puts his arm around her and they take a picture of her with him. And this is just such a bizarre thing. And he tries to act like he's embarrassed, but you can tell he just he thinks he's pretty rocking. Now, while I'm watching this whole scene, there is a whiteboard in back of the register and it has written on it. How many Cy Young awards does Roger Clemens have? And, you know, pre Keith, I would never have even known what the Cy Young award was or who Roger Clemens is. However, I happen to be pretty sure I know the answer to this question. I think, wouldn't it be funny um, to be able to answer it? Because the sign goes on to say that you get a dollar off your purchase if you answer it correctly. So I get up to the front and they start checking me out and I point to the sign and I say seven. And the guy, you know, the guy who got his picture taken with a 12 year old girl, he's like, who told you that? Did someone in line tell you that? And I'm like, no, I know it's seven. And he's clearly flabbergasted that someone like me could know this piece of trivia about Roger Clemens. And he's like, well, do you know where he got them? And I was like, well, I don't know. I know a couple of them were in New York for the Yankees. Um, but you've just pretty much hit the limit of my baseball knowledge. And so then he's like two, 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 one two with the Blue Jays, two with the Yankees, two with the Red Sox, and one with Houston. And um, so 
whatever, you know, he needed to show me up and that's fine. He's preserved his manhood for the day. Uh, however, I am really goddamn proud of myself that I knew the answer to that. And I cannot wait to tell Keith that I knew that. I think that's just classic that I actually knew that. It means that I have actually been absorbing all the stuff that gets spouted out around me. Uh, and, and it's actually come to be useful in this situation. I get a dollar off my purchase of the Blue Jays t-shirt. Zumiez or Zumier, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Another just wretched store with tons of um, stuff. It's a little more punk rock than some of these dumb um, teenage and college age young person clothing stores. But, you know, that makes it slightly more tolerable, but not much. I just start looking for t-shirts that I think would be funny. And I find one which is, is black and it says on it, Zoo York. And then it has a heart-shaped apple on it. And I think this is pretty much perfect. So I grab a large and I go to the counter and I, I buy it. And when um, the girl asks me for my ID and I produce my New York ID, we get into a conversation about my being from New York and then about my having moved here. And then it moves on to my unfortunate speeding ticket and the additional citations for not having a Minnesota driver's license yet or having my updated insurance card in the car. Um, and so that kind of brings a bad taste back to my mouth and I kind of, it's kind of a downer in the end. She wishes me good luck with that um, as I exit and I think, gosh, I really got chatty there. I'm not sure, not sure quite what happened to me. <laughs> Usually pretty, pretty tight lipped in these stores, but there you go. Now, the Libby Lou Club is this over-the-top, like, girly place with, you know, all kinds of crazy pink things. And um, there's some really cute girls in there that are, can't be too much older than Evan. And they've all got glitter in their hair. And they're all buying. They're all with one adult and she's buying them all little puppies in bags. So they're carrying purses over the shoulders with puppies, uh, peeking out and they've got little extra little ribbons in their hair and stuff. And they clearly are not yet, you know, becoming women, but they are totally obsessed with this pretty thing. And I don't know, they just kind of get me, you know, they're, they're just super cute, you know, um, it's kind of charming. And, you know, all this glitter stuff is so important to them, but they're also so innocent at the same time. Uh, in any case, I grab a pink uh, diary with a lock on it, which I just think is great. I mean, I wish I had had a lock on my diary. It, you know, it keeps your mom out. It keeps your little brother out, you know, whatever. And then, um, I also grab this, um, makeup case, which says girls rock on it. And it's got everything. It's got eyeshadow and lip gloss and all kinds of stuff. And I probably would have loved something like this when I was about, you know, 10 or 11, but I, you know, I didn't get it. Um, I don't think Libby Lou existed then, but, um, I, I don't know. I'm sort of living vicariously here. It's, um, it's hitting some kind of weird, um, nostalgic place for me. And, and, uh, it's totally working for me today. As I exit Libby Lou, there's actually right outside of it, sort of within the courtyard of this um, mall hallway. Um, so you can walk, you know, between the two parts of it. Um, there's a little Libby Lou makeover place and there are a bunch of little girls getting updos with tiaras and glitter and like special slippers and all kinds of crap. And I have to say that what seemed cute in the store all of a sudden seems kind of creepy that these girls are like in there getting, you know, probably hugely expensive quote unquote makeovers. And, um, you know, I'm hit, I guess I'm hit by the, the other side of it. Just, just this total, instead of being cute, it's just like an obsession with being pretty. And, and all of a sudden it makes me feel kind of sad, um, that that's the state of things. And I kind of regret the, the makeup purchase 
it, it seems kind of, um, in bad taste or something or supporting something that I don't really believe in or something like that. Now the last store on this part of the mall is Pearl Vision and they have a sign in the window which says buy one get one free and I actually have an appointment on Tuesday to get a new prescription for glasses and I've always wanted a pair of prescription sunglasses and so I'm kind of excited by this buy one get one free thing. So I go in and think well why don't I check out some frames and then I'll have an idea when I come back of what I want to get. So a saleswoman comes up to me when I get in there and um, I say, you know, I have an appointment on Tuesday to get my eyes checked and, um, but I'm going to need new glasses and I kind of want to do something different. I've had these same wireframe glasses for six or seven years now and I think it's time, you know, to maybe move on, maybe get some plastic frames or something. And she's kind of excited because it's like a challenge, you know, and we, she takes me over to the more fashionable part of the store, more stylish as she puts it. And I start trying on frame after frame. And in the end, I actually think that most of the plastic frame ones look kind of stupid on me. They're all so self-consciously stylish that I just, I can't even, I don't recognize myself. I don't, it's not like, like my current glasses, as much as I hate them, you look at me and you see me and then you're like, oh, and she wears glasses. But all of these glasses, you look at, you know, the mirror image and you see glasses, glasses, glasses. Oh, and then there's Rosemary. And I have to say, it makes me really uncomfortable. So, and they're all shaped kind of the same way. Like I would have thought there'd be more variation, but they're all this kind of rectangular shape and they're just kind of ugly. So, um, I don't know if I, I start to say to the sales girl, you know, maybe I need to try some wireframe ones on too. And I start to do that. She goes and gets a whole bunch of different pairs to, um, give to me to try on. And, and so I just start trying on pairs left and right. And I end up narrowing it down to three pairs. And one is a pair of burkas um, that are kind of nice, light pink and they're plastic frames. And they're the only plastic frame ones I can stand. And then there's a Mark Echo pair of wire framed and a pair of Kenneth Cole wire framed. And both of those, um, I think would be good choices for me. The sales girl is like, I think you should go for the plastic frames because you came in here and you wanted a change. But you know, I, I guess I'm fundamentally kind of a conservative person and I don't like to really like stand out. Um, and I don't like to feel self-conscious about being fashionable. I like to have this image that like, it's all completely natural and, and I don't even think about it. And if I put on these glasses, it would feel like, oh my God, she's trying to be cool. And God, that's the last thing in the world I want is to have people thinking that I'm trying to be cool. So anyway, I ask her to write down some of these frames and she does that. And while she's gone, I, I try on some sunglasses too. And there's a bunch of ones I like, but there's particularly a pair of Columbia ones and Ralph Lauren ones that I think are really cool. So uh, I, you know, I, she comes back with the card and I write down also the sunglasses. And then I notice that the burkas, the plastic ones are $379.95 just for the frames. And, um, I think that that means that I'm getting wireframe glasses because I can't, I thought that plastic frames were supposed to be cheaper than wireframes, but it sure doesn't look like it. In any case, Elizabeth, my sales girl is going to be in all next week. So, um, after my appointment on Tuesday, I'm gonna go see her and get a pair of glasses and sunglasses. And I'm so excited. So, um, I, I, I'm done for the day. I noticed that the dinosaur museum is up on the third floor. So maybe next trip I'll get to go there. And I, I head back down to the first floor and walk back to the east entrance as, and as I'm walking down 
the hallway i hear this horrendous out of tune rendition of the star spangled banner and i get back and there's a ton of people standing around listening to mainly kids singing the national anthem and there's even a kid who's like signing the national anthem and i mean you couldn't make this stuff up like i can't is there any other country in the world where they would have a national anthem singing contest in their national mall in any case i walk out of a mall to the soothing tunes of the star spangled banner and i think that is a wonderful way to end this shopping day <laughs>